This podcast was brought to you by mozo.com.au. Hello, everyone. It sounds like you're tuning into the Finance Burrito yet again. Hooray! As you may already know, if you've been here before, my name is Liv G, and I am a finance journalist at comparison site Mozo. And every week, me and my Mozo colleague, Tom Watson, hang out so we can bring you this splendid podcast. We just have chats. And this week, we're back at the news again. And you're a bit of an avid news reader and uh, news creator, aren't you, Tom? Hey, Liv. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I love hearing about things first. It's one of the reasons <laughs> I do the job I do. But I've got to say, it, uh, it feels like the news has been coming kind of thick and fast this week and uh, not just the pandemic news. Yeah, all kinds of things. It can be a, it can be a bit much sometimes, oh, yeah. but that's why we like to slow it down, take it easy breezy and break yes. down some of the biggest or weirdest financial news headlines in these news episodes. So shall we get stuck into it? Let's go. Here are the hot topics in Moneyland. Okay, so let's start off with a topic that I feel like we haven't actually talked about in a while, but has suddenly like surged back into the news cycle of late. And I'm talking about buy now, pay later. Um, mm. The big news that came out on Tuesday was Afterpay's announcement that it will officially move into the world of banking in October when it uh, is set to launch its new banking app called Money by Afterpay, which to me oh. kind of sounds like this like cologne from a B-grade rapper. Um, I don't know about <laughs> or like a song, like Money, feet, afterpay. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. Um, so what's the Money by Afterpay app all about, <laughs> you ask? I promise I won't say it like that again. Um, mm. So it's uh, it's going to provide existing Afterpay customers with the option of opening an Afterpay branded transaction account and savings account. So branded. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, right. So some details about the products themselves. The transaction account will have a linked debit card um, and it will you know, give users the ability to make transfers to other banks, uh, to get incoming transfers, you know, all their usual, usual jazz with transaction accounts, um, including super fast transfers over the MPP, the new payments platform, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, as for the savings account, there's going to be a 1% no strings attached interest rate. So you don't need to meet any conditions um, other than having a balance to get it, uh, which is actually That's super competitive. That's pretty good for like a... Yeah, for a condition-free savings rate. Yeah, very good. Um, I had a look at, you know, the rates in our database at the moment and it is very competitive it would be one mm. of the best um but you know we'll see how that sits in in october mm. when it actually launches <laughs> and that interest rate can also be earned on balances of up to one million dollars so oh, a lot. i don't know why that's I had, like uh, not awesome even half my, my savings so oh. I, I don't know i'd have to think about it <laughs> oh you're no, gonna I'm have joking. to split up your millions of dollars into different accounts <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Speaking of splitting up uh, your savings, uh, users will also be able to open up to 15 savings accounts um, huh. in this app, which is, you know, it, frankly, it seems like a lot to me. Um, yeah. So they can, you know, do that to save for their various goals. And uh, the good thing is that each uh, each different 
same as the cat will receive the same rate, which is pretty good. Cool. And then obviously um, all of your upcoming Afterpay installments and whatnot will also be viewable in the app. Makes sense. Um, hmm. Those are the basic details, but it's super important to note as well that Afterpay is not a bank. So to do this, they've actually partnered with Westpac um, to set this all up. So basically these accounts will be hmm issued by westpac but with the afterpay branding if that makes sense yeah it's kind of interesting so it's like the reason it can be a bank account is because it's not actually an afterpay product per se it's a westpac product with afterpay on the side yeah, kind of it's like kind it's, of? it's like westpac's <laughs> given them you know the the kind of the the groundwork from which to build this account but you know afterpay will have created it in their vision and it will have all their branding right. and obviously be in yeah. their app so it's a bit it's a collaboration that's that's all yeah. i'll say about it that's not our big companies working together you know how i love it but yeah. um it's just <laughs> it's one of the the yeah like you said the numerous announcements sort of in the buy now pay later world mm. and i was just having a quick goog and look through our old um, articles of the last couple of weeks and months and there's been heaps of news so i i was having a look through and one is that um yeah combanks another big bank announced their own buy now pay later platform uh step pay Ooh. in addition to um they already owned a majority stake of klana which is another buy now pay later platform in australia and then um paypal paypal i think a few <laughs> few days paypal paypal <laughs> a few days or it wasn't very long ago they um launched um a similar sort of buy now pay later scheme where they're doing interest-free, like, uh, four-installment payment system that kind of rivals, yeah, what Afterpay and the gang are offering. And then Citibank and um, Kogan have joined forces, so another collab, mm. and um, they're also offering a Buy Now Pay Later-style credit card options. So that's a bit weird. And basically this charges, like, a flat fee instead of interest that you might normally see on a credit card and they're sort of like putting it in that realm and I think even through emails this morning I saw a new platform I forget by who was launched uh preparing to launch today so it's just, it feels like it's uh yeah never ending it's pretty it's wild it's all hey? happening definitely I mean PayPal by the way great name for like a PayPal you know a way to pay your plumber or your tradie or something like that yeah you know? or it's like the Aldi version the Aldi brand of PayPal <laughs> slightly different <laughs> um what does this all mean for you this uh this saturation of buy now pay later news uh look it it means that competition in the buy now pay later space is alive and well um and you know could lead to a lot of better options um for customers which is which is probably great um and on the money by after oh, i'm saying it again money by afterpay. Uh, that's right <laughs> and on the money by afterpay front um it's it's just an interesting development if you're keen to earn interest on your savings and you you know you use afterpay for your payments already um it's it's interesting to see them moving into the banking space which i assume is the first um step in kind of a wider expansion of afterpay so yeah really interesting but uh moving yeah. away live what do you got for us this week well talking more about sort of smooshing things together to be crass um i've got something for the lovebirds out there oh. a bit of uh, tax news for uh, all you uh, couples in love or formerly in love nothing um, like love and tax as a combination <laughs> right 
Um, so it's it's news in that we are, you know, probably a lot of people are preparing to um, get their tax returns sorted. But it's something that is just like a rule that we sort of always need to remember. I think a lot of people might not know. Um, and that is that if you've been living with your partner in a domestic romantic relationship, so you're like, you're together. It's not just roommates. We're talking about love hearts and you live together. So that's the situation. Then um, you don't have to be married, but you're you, that's it. That's what, where you're at. Um, in this situation, you are, requi- are required technically to include what your partner earns in your tax return, um, which could be yeah something that maybe people have not known about or forgotten. And this is because um, the joint amount amount you earn as a household might put you over or under the threshold for certain things like private health insurance rebates, the um, seniors and pensioners tax offset, if you're like, you know, been in love for a long time, <laughs> and um, the Medicare levy reduction or surcharge. There's like lots of different elements that go into it that will affect you and could potentially have you sitting better off or worse off Man, I imagine time. a lot of people will not know about this. Yes, because it's complicated and because there's like not – when I was looking through it, there's like not a, a whole heap of like clear and concise information about thresholds for each of these things that it impacts. Mm. But I think um, the easiest way to sort of explain it is with an example. And I think the Medicare levy surcharge is probably the most practical one for a lot of people because yep. you might not be a pensioner. You might not have private health insurance, blah, blah. Um, so this was all the pensioners Medicare. listening to us though. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, then hi guys. Good to see you. But um, anyway, so Medicare, you may know it. Good old affordable healthcare. We love it. Um, the Medicare levy was introduced in 1997, so go make a ways wow. now. And it's basically a tax penalty, which sounds mean, but it's actually a good thing, um, for Australians on higher incomes who do not have private hospital cover. And basically they're penalised because basically they could afford the hospital cover while others uh, on lower incomes maybe couldn't and they really do rely on, on Medicare. And it, uh, it kicks in at a tiered system when an individual earns over $90,000 or yep. a household, a.k.a. a couple, earns over 180000 so double that in their pre-tax income. And so the ATO asks you declared, declare your joint income because if you fit into that higher income bracket when flying solo – you could actually qualify for a reduced surcharge if the combined income of you and your partner are less than 180k. So if they mm. maybe work part time or just don't earn as much, um, it could be you could yeah be actually get, paying a bit less on that front. But then it also works vice versa. So if you are under this bracket and then your combined income with your lover pushes you above the threshold <laughs> because they're earning heaps, um, then you may need to pay more. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah. So I, I guess it just depends on people's individual circumstances, right? And maybe something Big for time. them to, to have a look at potentially. Yes. To either avoid or make use of. Yeah. A bit of basic maths, a bit of Googling could help. But uh, basically, yes, you still, uh, whatever your situation, you still need to technically declare all the dollars you earn if you're living with your partner. And guess what the catch is? Ooh. Apparently, X's count too. What? No, that can't be true. I know. Um, This was from a news.com article um, quoting a um, a a tax accountant who I've actually spoken to before, uh, Mark Chapman. He was pretty cool. Um, But basically explained that even if you're now broken up, you need to get in touch with your ex if you live together at any point in the last financial year. So from 
uh, July 2020 to June 2021 and get their income details for your tax return, which is pretty awkward because that technically, for whatever period, that technically counted as your household income. <laughs> what so, a great way to uh, to rekindle a relationship with the next one. It's a great starting maybe. off point talking about tax. <laughs> Or getting in a great hulking fight um, <laughs> as well, just re- reliving some of those awful moments. I will dob you well. into the ATO if you do not tell me your details <laughs> from previous years. Right? It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bleak. Uh, bleak stuff at tax time. Although the um, ATO does give you a break if, say, you live with multiple romantic partners over the course of the year and no judgment here love is love you're figuring yourself out you just Mm -hmm. ended up living together in a lot of circumstances so they're just asking for your last spouse um and a spouse meaning their definition of you live together and you loved each other blah 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 wait so you got a partner in that in that situation the most recent one of the last financial year that you lived with. Oh man, I can imagine so, that leading to fights in a few very specific households. But uh, yeah, let's not get maybe into you that. had like secret families you live with, like lots of people, or it could get very complicated, couldn't it? <laughs> oh my god, let's not get into that yet. <laughs> anyway, what does it mean for you? Basically, if you haven't gotten onto your tax return yet, and it's still early days, so no pressure. Um, you might just want to reassess some of the relationships you had over the last year and just make sure that you weren't technically spouses by the government's definition because uh, it affect, could, could affect your tax return either for the better or worse. So something to think about when Love you're it. scrolling through old photos. <laughs> just what you ex. need to be thinking about right now, right? Yes. But um, have you got um, something to cheer up all of the maybe lonely hearts out there who are figuring out their tax return? Uh, yeah, uh, I reckon so. It's definitely uh, definitely a subject that they'll weigh from, uh, from tax and relationships. Well, I hope it is. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this week, we're going to bring up the subject again of billionaires in space because you know it's our favorite topic and such a good topic (laughs) i promise well i don't promise but i feel like this might be the last time we touch on this so um if you remember a few uh a few weeks back we spoke about jeff bezos of amazon fame announcing his very expensive space tourism flight uh which has just happened by the way um as we were recording so interesting he's touched back down officially touched back down um although Last I heard, the bloke who had paid $30 million to blast off with Jeff had actually bailed because of scheduling <laughs> conflicts. So uh, I don't know if they got a replacement or if he sorted out his, his busy wonder, schedule or what happened I wonder happened if he there. got his money back. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea. But, you know, who who cares about Jeff? Because another billionaire, Virgin <gasps> founder Richard Branson, beat him. To do that launch because last week, yeah, oh, (laughs) poor Jeff, yeah. So last week, Branson uh, had a jaunt in space of his own, sending uh, out weightless spaceship pics and a uh, a typically upbeat video message about you know living your dream and all that, uh, which is kind of easy to do, I suspect, as a uh, as a billionaire. Um, There was a day, Ricky. <laughs> there was uh, a bit of contention about whether or not Richard actually went into space uh, in terms of the 
kilometer range that he actually got up there. But mm. uh, the really cool part, and the reason that we're talking about this, is mm-hmm. that the Simpsons predicted it. It's another Simpsons prediction. Isn't that cool? <gasps> They're so good. They are. They're accurate. So in 2014, the Simpsons aired an episode, episode 15 of its 25th series. God, um, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it didn't really get past 12, um, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, uh, that episode included a scene showing Branson floating inside a spaceship bearing an uncanny resemblance to the pictures um, from his uh, July flight, the flight that he took mm-hmm. the other week. So interesting stuff. And uh, of course, this isn't the first time that the Simpsons have foretold future events. Uh, the most famous example being the Trump as a president prediction that they made back in 2000. Mm, yeah. So years, a decade before that became reality. And, um, you know, there's a lot of other ones too, but they're slightly more tenuous, which kind of made me wonder whether celebrities like Branson and some of the other ones just see these episodes <laughs> and they're like, you know, I could, I could do that. I could go into space. And then, you know, the rest Bit is history. Bit of inspo. Yeah, self-fulfilling prophecies. Oh, my goodness. Um, So what does this mean for everyone listening out there? Um, As is the case with most billionaire news, uh, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But, you know, it's fun to laugh at and a little bit worrying to think about how all the money that's, you know, dedicated to these ventures could have been spent to, you know, better the world instead of on some sort of measuring contest, if you know what I mean. So uh, Mm. why can't they be more like Dolly Parton, as you would say, Liv? Yeah, Dolly, she's just fantastic. And even if she hasn't hit the billion dollar mark yet, she's just so much better than them. She gives so much to the world charitably and musically. And I just think that um, if anyone deserves to go to space, she does. But uh, she Let's wouldn't get her up she's there. too busy. Yeah, she's too busy like funding vaccines and shit. She's great. But um, yeah, I reckon we leave billionaires uh, there for now. Uh, but happily, we'll be back with more insights next week in our deep dive uh, session into digital finance. And it's all about discounts and great mm. cash deals. So it's kind of an exciting, quirky one. So um, keep your ears peeled and you might just get a reward beyond our amazing conversation. Mm. And it's totally legit. It's totally legit. Get prepared, guys. It's exciting. It's a great episode. So uh, mm. looking forward to that. And until then, you'll find more exciting stuff on all the socials, uh, which our social media manager, Rihanna, pumps out. So a big thanks to Rihanna for that. And of course, a big thank you as well to our producer, Claire, and our researcher, Ella, who, uh, who make each episode possible. Yeah, thanks, team. What an effort. And thanks again for tuning in, guys. We'll see you all next week. See you, guys. Just remember, as Mozo writers, we're providing general financial products information. So we're not taking into account your specific financial situation, needs, or personal objectives. We are not recommending any specific product to you. The best advice we can give is for you to make your own financial decisions and seek out independent advice. This podcast was brought to you by mozo.com.au.